We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now here's our host, Glenn Delakian. Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLakian, your host, and I'm just fired up to be with you today, praising God and thanking Him for all His goodness. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Psalm 73, 24, I like to repeat, because it often is the uh, psalm that was uh, inspired this show, actually. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, first off, welcome. Uh, this is Tandem Radio Live. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I only say that because I know we have listeners uh, because of technology all over the country and sometimes literally all over the globe. Uh, you can hear us live on TandemRadio.com and, of course, on the Bridge FM network uh, throughout New Jersey and New York, and we're just excited to be on the air with you today. The good news on business is what we're all about, uh, pointing you to God's perspective, to the Holy Bible that has all the answers, we believe, uh, not only for life but uh, also for your business. And we encourage those who are uh, either in business already, new business owners, young young business owners, wannabe business owners, or just involved in business in general, to tune in and find out each week uh, new topics that can help you not only with your enterprise, but most importantly, help you in your walk with the Lord. Uh, We believe that the Christian walk is a 24-7 activity, and uh, all is fair in love and war just doesn't apply in this aspect, and uh, certainly not what Jesus Christ had in mind as he directed us to follow him. Today's topic for the show is creative writing for business, and we have special guest Karen Riley, who who's not only an author, but also a co-owner of KFR Communications, a local business. And um, we're going to be talking to her about a lot of topics today as we move forward uh, through the show. Today's scriptures, uh, which we bracket our show with every week, is first off Habakkuk 2.2. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. And the second scripture for today is 1 John 1.3-4. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. I'm excited to share those scriptures with you today, and you will see how they tie in not only to our show, but to our guests today, and that's what our show is all about, pointing you to scriptures and uh, showing you how God's decisions uh, or God's way is the best way to make your decisions in business every day. Again, I'm Glenn DeLakin, your host, and uh, for those of you who are listening in, uh, for the first time. Uh, my background is business. Uh, my middle name, some people say, is business. My family said I started in business when I was seven years old, selling my toys to neighborhood kids through uh, events I actually ran in the backyard, uh, like little carnivals, and uh, have been involved in, in mergers, acquisitions, startup businesses, uh, uh, have purchased businesses that were running 
been in, in the full gamut from one end of the spectrum to the other, and I also am a believer in Jesus Christ, of course. A sinner saved by grace. I'm, I'm not perfect for sure. Uh, we all make mistakes, and that's one of the points I want to get across, especially to business owners out there. I know we try so hard to be all things to all people, and we do our best to do what's right on a regular basis, but we all stumble and fall short, and that's where God picks us back up, dusts us off, and let us get back on the track again. But our show is all about business, the good news on business. Again, God's perspective perspective on where he would have us go. And uh, our, our guest today is um, not only an author and, and a writer, as, uh, as obviously the term author would, uh, uh, would dictate, but also a business owner. And that's one of the reasons why we have Karen Riley on the show with us today. And I've met Karen through networking groups. As you know, uh, many of you know that uh, I've been very involved and active in networking in a, in a number of different ways. And I believe it's a great way to promote your business. If you're not out there doing it, you need to do it. Uh, I know the Bridge Network here has their own network group uh, that meets on a regular basis. And of course, there's many others. I know I'm involved in a number of associations, business associations, and it just helps me to connect with great people. And Karen happens to be one of those people that I got to meet through the Bridge Network group. So uh, we're going to dig right in today with her and because she has so much information. Uh, We also will open the phones later for questions. And again, encourage you to go to tandemradio.com, not while you're driving, of course, but uh, if you're listening from home, uh, to check out not only... uh, us broadcasting live there, but also you can uh, see some archive shows, some videos, so you can wave to the fan. We, as we wave to the fans, you'll see us, and um, you'll know that uh, there's just so much information there. Uh, many of our sponsors are listed there, a lot of great direction on business, and it all is helpful to you on tandemradio.com. But let's get to our guest today. Karen, welcome. We're excited to have you here today, not only a sister in the Lord, but also an author and uh, uh, a fellow business owner, uh, carries the title entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, as uh, many as, as I do, and um, uh, co-owner of KFR Communications. Um, and Karen, why don't you tell our audience uh, a little bit about yourself? First of all, welcome, and uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Glenn. I'm very excited to be here this morning. Um, I guess if I had to sum up um, how I feel, I would say very blessed and very thankful. Um, Psalm 37.4 says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And you see that everywhere on refrigerator magnets. And I think a lot of people sometimes misuse that. And they think, oh, I desire a big car or a big house. And if I ask for that, the Lord's going to give that to me. But uh, Beth Moore did a good study on that. She talked about how it's delight yourself in the Lord. And Mm. if we seek him first, he'll show us what those true desires are that are in our heart because he put them there. And uh, a few years ago, I was cleaning out the the attic. And I found a paper I wrote when I was eight years old, one of those, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I had written that... uh, I want to um, be married, have three children, two girls and a boy. I want to have my own business, be a writer, live on a farm, and uh, become a nurse. And uh, and that was when I was eight years old. And uh, this May, I'll be married 31 years wow. to my husband, Bill. Very, you. very supportive of everything I do. We have three beautiful children, two daughters, Lisa and Laura, a son, Chris. And, uh, of course, I write, and I now have my uh, my own business. So in one way, shape, or form or another, he's he's pretty much given me what I feel with those desires he laid on my heart when I was a child. So I'm thankful for that. That's amazing. You know, sometimes uh, I'm glad you brought that point up because sometimes we lose track of the desires of our heart. We get so caught up in the day to day and uh, God wants to remind us and put us at peace and uh, bring us those desires. And it's such a powerful thing. So thank you for reminding us of that. Well, Karen, we have a lot to talk about today. I know, you know, it's funny because I want to start off with the premise that I was reading a book not too long ago and they were talking about personal branding and how important it is uh, to get your name out there and how your name's perceived and so forth. And they said on 
in in this book that uh, many people go out there and go to college and get titles and degrees and and have letters after their name. And they said one of the most powerful letters you could have after your name is A-U-T-H-O-R. So uh, I thought that's author for those of you who aren't listening closely. But um, it's it's amazing that uh, it, it does carry a lot of weight. And, uh, and it's interesting that uh, you're not only an author, obviously, but a business owner. But what got you in, involved in writing? What really drove you? I mean, you, you wrote some things when you were young, but what got you to really pull the trigger and, and and uh, publish your first book? Um, well, it's kind of an interesting thing. As I said, I started writing when I was eight years old. I was nationally published at the age of 11. And uh-huh. uh, when I bo- do book talks and signings, and they do that as an intro, and everybody's like, wow, you know, and the oohs and the ahs, and that's an awesome thing. But the reason I like to point it out, Glenn, is um, because actually I look back now, and God did that as a healing in my life. Um, I was sexually abused as a child. And what happened is I see that as a catharsis. God gave me the writing as a means to survive that childhood. And now I'm writing as a means to be able to reach out and heal other people. Mm. And I was very driven as a child, you know, to to push and do a lot of things and have my own business because I thought that was going to make me somebody different than who I was. I felt Mm. unlovable, uh, dirty, unwelcome, and uh, all of that. And uh, that's not what God has for us. It really Mm. isn't. And uh, so I was trying to strive to be somebody different, and he showed me that I really could use what he gave me all along. Mm. And that was the writing, and I'm really thankful he gave me that gift. Because now I see the gift it really, truly was and uh, hope to use it for his glory. There you go. Well, you've been. Um, you know, we talk about authorship, obviously, that motivated you to get into being an author. Why your own business? You started KFR. You know, why did you decide to dive into business? Um, again, out of that drive to be successful, I thought if I owned my own business, I wouldn't be the person I thought I was that I didn't really like so much. Um, so that's really where it came about. But the way KFR came about was from the writing. And I was in corporate about 20 years in seven different industries. And what I was seeing were people weren't portraying themselves correctly in the writing field. And Mm. I felt that if I got involved and married those two loves, the love of computers, I was doing the corporate world, and the writing that I could help businesses uh, portray what they really had to offer in a a better light. I I saw a lot of poor writing out there in the business world. And I wanted to be able to step in and fill that niche that I saw that was out there desperately needed. Mm. That's so important. I'm glad you brought that up because portraying themselves, you know, a lot of people don't think about that when they're putting out brochures and and, and uh, even simple things like web page, you know, the, the, the one paragraph on your web page. I'm always amazed at so many websites you see that people aren't portraying themselves well. And it's mostly because of the writing. Uh, I know in my case, if I look up a company on the internet and check out their website, um, if there's typos on that homepage, I have a whole different perspective on that business. You know, I really do. Talk more about that, portraying yourself. Tell us more about that. Yeah, and that's a good point, Glenn. I'm glad you brought that up because I've actually heard from people that said they won't hire a company if they see a typo or whatever. It really goes to credibility. Mm. And uh, you get that one chance to make that first impression, right. as they say. And so if you have that out there on the site, it really um, – People do notice that, and that's a big factor out there. So it's it's something uh, – that's one of the things I want to help people with because, you know, we all have different gifts, and not everybody likes to write. You know, spelling and grammar and uh, being able to uh, get a point across isn't easy for everybody. So I'm there to try to help them do that. Well, I'm a big believer you never get a second chance at a first impression, and uh, I'm glad you're able to help people there, not only in your writing as an author, but also with KFR Communications. We're going to talk more with Karen about uh, her books and talk about KFR and some of the things she's doing with business. And uh, again, you're listening to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLake and your host. We're here each week, every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till noon, and uh, our goal 
goal is to help uh, entrepreneurs and uh, people who are interested in business in general, or maybe you're involved in ministry and you're involved in the business aspect of ministry and uh, you need some guidance or direction. We all do at times for sure. Our goal is to point you to the Lord's word and uh, what he would have you do and how he would have you make your decisions. And so many times I can't express enough that uh, if you're a business owner, you need to be praying on a regular basis and seek God's guidance in all that you do. It'll enhance your life, it'll enhance your business, and certainly move you in the right direction. But as I said, each week our goal is to not only bring you scriptures, but bring you guests and information that can help you and your business on a regular basis. Uh, Don't forget, TandemRadio.com is a website source that can help you in many areas. And we will be taking questions after the break at 800-575-9564. That's 800-575-9564. You listen to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLake and your host on the Bridge FM network of radio, as well as TandemRadio.com, where we broadcast live also. And we'll see you after this break. My name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. Are you cutting back at the office? Find yourself wearing more hats than ever? Need to do marketing to generate business but just don't have the time? Right Impressions is here to help. Our professional staff has been trained by the best, and now we can pass our experience on to you to support your business. We serve companies of every shape and size. Right Impressions can ensure every impression is the right impression. For more information, the number is 732-614-5099 or online at tandemradio.com. Never walk away from your home and don't let the bank take your house. Hi, I'm Deborah Weiss, your certified short sale specialist with Keller Williams Realty. If you owe more on your home than current market value and need to sell for any reason, a short sale might be the answer. Once again, I'm Deborah Weiss with Keller Williams Jersey Shore, serving Monmouth and Ocean Counties. For more information, my number is 908-670-9896 or online at shortsalespecialistnj.com. That's shortsalespecialistnj.com. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin, here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're here with Karen Riley, who's not only an author of several books, but also the co-owner of KFR Communication, talking about creative writing for your business. Our scriptures say, Habakkuk 2.2, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. 1 John 1, 3-4, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Karen, welcome. We're excited to have you today. 
So much to talk about. Uh, let's talk a little bit more before we get into the books and, and authoring. Let's talk a little bit more about KFR and communications in general. Obviously, your company, um, and, and we've had many companies on before that we've talked about websites and, and so forth and so on. What makes KFR unique in, in the respect of what you do for your clients? Um, one of the things we try to do, Glenn, is the first thing is that we'll meet with a client, we'll sit down, we'll get to really try to understand what their business is about, what their needs are, uh, who their target audience is. And a lot of times who they think their audience is isn't really that the, the people they are reaching. And that's kind of interesting. So we try to uncover all of that because we need to really understand what a company does thoroughly to be able to convey that visually and through the words and the content. Um, also how we lay up, say, the website pages or how we set up a brochure. Um, also, we might find a company is more suited to, say, postcards or something different. So we try to really assess what their needs are. So that's that's what we think is our stronghold. And that's amazing. As a business owner, um, you know, I, I catch what you're saying about companies not knowing. You know, I do a lot of consulting, and a lot of times, um, you know, an outside pair of eyes has a big impact on a business. And, and certainly we can see things that people are usually caught up in and they don't see in their own business. But one of the big things that you mentioned is uh, relative to them not knowing what their target audience is. I'm glad you brought that up because it's amazing how many companies that I consult with that um, my first question is, and what's your ideal customer? And they get stumped. I mean, do you find that a lot? Absolutely. Um, we do hear that a lot. And sometimes they don't even know what is reaching their client base. Mm. Um, and I think of a good example. I read in a book on, on Cherry Pie, and it was a hardware store, and a marketer came in, and he said, let's see how we can improve your business. And he said, what do you think you do best? And he said, oh, well, it's my pricing and my customer service. They put out a survey, and overwhelmingly, the people said cherry pie. So the marketer came back and said, cherry pie? What's this got to do with a hardware store? And he said, oh, on Saturday mornings, my wife makes cherry pie, and we give out the slices for free. <laughs> that's what the customers will remember, and that's what they were coming back for. So sometimes we do things we don't even realize we're doing, and we do it well, and that's what's appealing to our customers. So we really need to know how they're seeing us on the other side, and that's really key. Yeah, you know, as I mentioned before, I go to a lot of networking events, and sometimes I'll hear somebody who's running the event say, you know, get up and do a 30-second commercial, or they'll sometimes say, and tell us what your ideal customer is. And it's very often I see people stumble over that. They just don't even know what an ideal customer would be like for them. And it's a, a good exercise if you're a business owner out there listening. If you haven't sat down one day and, and written down uh, what is your ideal customer, I think that could have a big impact on your business. And also um, tracking. You know, I, I think that's so important. A lot of people don't track from a marketing standpoint. You know, you put things out there on Facebook, you put things out there on, on the Internet. Sometimes you do postcards you had mentioned. Sometimes people do newspaper advertising. Um, do you see uh, or do you have a recommendation on a simple tracking system that people can use to, to, to find results? Because I'm finding out that when you go in, or I've seen many times, you go into a company and you say, what really works for you? And some of them have a standard list of, oh, we do this, this, and this. But they don't really know that those things, whether those things work or not. Have you seen any programs or something that you recommend for tracking? Yeah, it's, it's very important. And if it's a website, Google Analytics is huge. That'll tell you how clients are coming to find you, what keywords they're using. I know last week I had Jeremy Skillens on and, and Robert Boosie, and they were talking a lot about uh, the tracking and SEO, and that's key. As far as print advertising, like you were just mentioning, if you run, say, an, um, an ad in a newspaper, you want to maybe tag it to a particular page on your website, and then you can track they're coming to me from this newspaper ad because mm -hmm. that's how they found the page. So right. there's a lot of different things you can do, but it's a, it's a great point, Glenn. You really have to retra um, track your return on investment. 
Now, <clears throat> think about this for a second. I know I didn't ask you this before, but um, what are some, a couple of the most common questions you get from your clients? I mean, obviously, they, they see KFR as a communications company. They look at your website. They get a, or I've heard from you or spoken to you. They get a feel for you. So now you're, you're meeting a client. You're sitting there. You're getting engaged to help them out. What are some of the common questions they throw out at you? Um, it, it really, you know what, there is no common question because everybody's very unique, believe it or not. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously everybody wants to know how they can do better. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be successful. They want to know the next campaign they're going to do is going to bring them that million dollars that they're looking for. I mean, that's, that's universal out there. But other, apart from that, everybody's very unique. We work with startup businesses. We work with large companies. So maybe a, a larger company is looking to expand into an area they haven't gone into before. So their question would be, how do I reach this unproven market? Uh, a new company just wants to have know everything. They have mm-hmm. a million questions because they've never done it before. And one of the things we try to do is a little bit of hand-holding. We, we try to guide them in that. We give them different advice and point them in different directions. I and mean, we can't do everything, and we don't try to do everything. Mm-hmm. So we'll point them to other resources. You mentioned networking in the beginning. Other people we know, whether it's um, for SEO or, or, say, advertising, promotional. I know you had Connie on the show. Different people that can help them are other av- avenues that they might have not have thought of before. So we try to be like that resource Right. And that's a good point, too. Um, you know, we're finding today that, that business people have to be more of a resource. I, I think that's very effective. I've read several books that, that show that very clearly you have to be more to your customers than you've ever been before. And being a good resource is a good way to do that. Matter of fact, you mentioned Connie. She actually, she's probably listening, but she actually called me yesterday because um, it, it's it's kind of funny. It's a long story, but to make a long story short, there was a, a there's a large project I'm working on in one of my companies, and I'm really trying to get my foot solid in the door. And uh, they we were talking about promotions, and I mentioned I had somebody who was excellent for that application, thinking of Connie. And uh, uh, so I gave them her name and so forth and so on. And the funny thing was, Connie was working on the other end, talking to somebody else in the same company. And that person went down to the office and said, hey, so-and-so, you know, I, I know this company. She's great, blah, blah, blah. And he said, that's funny because somebody else just mentioned that to me yesterday. And it kind of gave them double credibility. It gave me credibility because I recommended someone who was strong. And it gave her credibility because she was referred twice uh, to the same person. So being a resource is so important. Business owners, you're out there. When you're working with people and you're trying to build a rapport and try to build a relationship, you have to literally today go beyond the basics of what you do and be a resource. I'm glad you mentioned that. So KFR is up and running, obviously successful. And and uh, you have a partner there who um, uh, we're a little envious of today because I think he's surfing, right? So we we have to mention Andrew, even though he's not mentioned, he's not listening, but uh, that's okay. Uh, but uh, he's out there in, in Puerto Rico and having a good time. Uh, but that's okay. We have to be reminded of that once in a while. But let's go uh, to uh, writing. Uh, obviously, you've authored uh, a number of books. Uh, we talked about a few of them before. Why don't you tell us about your first book? Okay. Um, I, as I said, I've been writing since I was eight. I've been writing for a lot of newspapers, uh, magazines. Always wanted to publish that first book and didn't know what it was going to be. And it came about actually by accident, which is kind of funny. Uh, I moved down to Jersey. I was living across from the Pine Barrens, and I saw a develop. I saw uh, fifty-four acres across the street from me. Beautiful, pristine woodland, wet, uh, wetland, farmland. And I saw mm-hmm. surveyors out there one day, and I knew that meant a development right. was coming in. So I set out to try to see how I could preserve this land because I felt it had environmental and historical value. And through those five years of research, I started learning about the Pine Barrens, which the land bordered on two areas. And uh, coming from the city, I thought, oh, it's a nice stand of trees. And I had no idea of the cultural and historical value that the Pine Barrens has. Mm. And uh, I started to realize there's a book that needs to be told here. And so that's how it all came out. 
Wow, that's interesting. You know, it's funny because the Pine Barren does have a lot of stories, and uh, we've all heard some crazy ones, you know, and uh, I'm sure that uh, your research led you into some interesting areas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so did you get, from from looking at that in that, res- in that respect, did you get a new respect for open lands and, and that type of thing? Absolutely. People don't realize the value they have for it, and even the culture that exists, the Pineys. They've gotten a really bad reputation, but uh, they're really amazing people. And when I first started, uh, well, my first book was on the history and the environment that I was digging up in my research. My second book was going out and interviewing people, and this was during the recession. Mm. And I found out that these people were were unscathed by it. They weren't worried about their pensions or losing their jobs because they literally lived off the land. Really? And they weren't stressed out, and it was a a really peaceful way of life. And uh, I came home really envious that we have too much in this country at times. (laughs) That's so true. Now, you're saying this is like a subculture there. It's, (laughs) it's, It's like its own group of people. Has it changed much in the last 10 years? Not really. Um, not too much. Uh, and that's that's the beauty of it. I mean, it's things are still being done the way they were done 100, 200 years ago. It's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, some of the industries obviously have changed with technology, and, and that's made them better. But uh, but the quality of the people and their lives are still very similar, and it, it's really heartwarming just to see it. It really is. Right. I have a lot of admiration for them. Now, you, you have uh, three books and one on the way. Yes. Uh, the second book, uh, there was an interesting dynamic. It went from the first to the second, right? Yes, it was, actually. Uh, what happened was my, my first book at the time I wrote it dealt with the history and the environment. And when I was digging back in the history, there was a lot of evolutionary references and different things like that that I was turning up. And when I came out with the second book, well, I was under contract for it. And uh, I, I became a Christian at that time. And I said, wow, what do I do with this? Because this isn't fitting my belief system anymore. And I took in a lot of prayer. And I felt like God told me to go forth because I could still reach a lot of people with it. And I saw that he opened a lot of doors through it. I met a lot of mm-hmm. fascinating people. And one of the people I interviewed was actually a, a preacher who um, really was instrumental in my walk. So it's a, but a lot of different walks of life, different people. And that book is kind of a first-person account of, of these different people, whether they're a cranberry forest harvester or a firefighter or uh so new perspective on life i gained from it mm. so you, did you feel that your second book was much different than the first yes absolutely and it, it hits different audiences obviously people interested in the pines it appeals to both but people who are more history oriented tend to buy the first book whereas uh we all relate to people so the second book has had more of a universal appeal out there how about the national impact are people outside this area interested in the pines some are. A lot of people don't even know what they are. I had gone to a writer's uh, conference right in Philly, and we're not that far off the Pines right. in Philly, and, and most of the people there had never even heard of the Pine Barrens. There's <laughs> people in North Jersey that really aren't familiar with it. And like I said, coming from New York, I didn't know about it either. So uh, you don't have to go too far out of the area and, and not realize the jewel we have here. Right, right, right. Well, it's an interesting topic for sure. You know, you touched on evolution, and I'm glad you did. And um, it's an interesting topic because it's one of my f- – Favorites to talk about, actually, because there's so many things going on in there, but you never know where you come across supporting information. I was involved in a biotech effort one time and uh, getting a company off the ground and all that stuff, and I had a, uh, a number of um, microbiologists working for me. It was interesting, their perspective on evolution. I'm going to share more about that after the break, but what was interesting about it was these guys who were experts, I sat down with lunch one day, and I said, let's, let's put all things aside. What's the deal on evolution and the Darwin theories? And they literally told me, anybody who believes in Darwin isn't worth their salt as a scientist. It's been disproved in so many different 
different ways. It's amazing. But we'll get back to more of that and other topics. You never know where God leads us on this show. You listen to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. The good news on business is what we're all about. We're here with our guest author and business owner, Karen Riley. And we'll be back in a few seconds right after you hear from these sponsors. Thank you. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. For more on You Can Be Found, please click the link at tandemradio.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Currently in the U.S., we have over 8,000 FCA huddle clubs meeting on junior high, high school, and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. That was Harry Flaherty of FCA, one of my favorite organizations. They're just, they just do an incredible job. And they have a football um, breakfast coming up this Saturday before the Super Bowl. So if you haven't gotten engaged in that, you need to go to their website and check that out. We're here today with Karen Riley, the co-owner of KFR Communications and also an author of four books, uh, three that are out already and uh, one on the way. And uh, we talked uh, briefly about your first two and uh, about the Pineys and some of the research. It's a amazing how God uh, leads you into different directions. You know, um, uh, we, t- we talked about evolution a bit there. We hear from a lot of people who have dug into heavy research, some 
pretty well-known names. I mean, even C.S. Lewis was an atheist at one point uh, in the beginning of his life. And uh, they go out, people do research, and when they really do the honest, raw research and, and look at the facts, they find out that God's really the center of everything, you know. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, Karen. It's pretty amazing. Let's talk a little bit more about your books. Uh, so you had we talked about the two. What about the third book? Okay, the third one is uh, a pictorial of the Pine Barrens. It's out by Arcadia. They publish a lot of pictures, um, a lot of books on small towns throughout the U.S. They have over 7,000 titles. Okay. Most people have seen their sepia-covered books in Barnes & Noble. So they didn't have one on the Pines, and I felt that there was a lot of um, pictures and another way to convey what's going on in the Pines through that medium. So. I approached them about the project. Okay, good. So that so that put the pines to bed and uh, basically <laughs> put the whole package in there, right? Every, everything you need. You should do a trilogy. Everything you need to know about the New Jersey Pine Barrens, right? And that brings us uh, into more current time, and that is you have a new book that you wrote that's not published yet, but uh, you're going to give us some insights. Tell us a little bit about that. I'm really, really excited about the fourth book. It's a total uh, change in direction for me. It's, um, it's a little bit... Uh, challenging to have to come out of my shell to have done the book it actually is uh my story in a way as i said at the beginning it's, it's what god has done and how he's redeemed uh in my life and i'm hoping it's it's a book of hope and healing for a lot of people out there because i think the message affects everybody okay and the title it's called healing in the hurting places okay and um it, it deals specifically um with sexual abuse like i said and uh it's interesting if, if i have a moment i could sure. just uh throw a few stats out there. One out of four girls and one out of six boys under the age of 18 in this country has been abused. Um, and 88% of that is never reported to the authorities. Wow. And uh, this is kind of amazing when I found this, and I don't think a lot of people realize that the United States has the highest uh, rate of uh, rape of all the countries that publish these statistics. It's four times higher than Germany, 13 times higher than England, and 20 times higher than Japan. Every 46 seconds in the United States, somebody is sexually assaulted. So the bottom line is if it hasn't affected you personally, it has in some way. Because if you haven't been a victim, you know somebody that has. So it's universal out there. It really is. And it's a growing epidemic. And I'm hoping through education that maybe we can stem this tide. And if nothing else, we can reach out to those people that are hurting and the people who know them. And that's what I'm trying to do through the book. Now, that's so powerful because it ties right into our Habakkuk scripture, although that you mentioned that it's also a, a scripture that's used in one of the organizations you belong to, the writing organization, and I didn't know that uh, when God put this on my heart, but Habakkuk 2.2, 2, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. I think that's so critical to realize what that point is, that it's not enough just to uh, write something down, but to write something down that people pick up and run with, and literally, I mean, I I mean, the goal of every author, obviously, is to get their books sold, published and sold. But it's amazing how God makes it so clear that we should write something down that's of value and of importance, of strength, that people who who will take it in a herald, obviously, if people don't know, was someone who would go to center of town or a large community and just start telling people about whatever they just learned. And some people might equate that to a prophet or whatever, but a herald would be the one in the town because people didn't read back then in most cases. They would go out there and they would tell the stories. And and uh, it's so important that it, a herald may run with it. That's why this scripture hit me. So you wrote something that you were passionate about, something obviously you have experience on, uh, unfortunately, and it's something that you could take out there and put out there and and have an impact on other people to bring them uh, more focus on an area. Now, education, you mentioned, it's so critical to educate people in every area that's important. Um, But especially in this area, people are weak on, on understanding and knowing more about that. So I'm glad you brought up those statistics. What do you hope people get most out of that book? Um. 
Personally, what I really, the message I hope comes across is that there is hope and healing, and that's through Christ Jesus, because he's the only one that really can heal. And, and that's what I saw in my life. I started in the beginning um, saying that as a child, I thought, oh, if I own my own business and be successful and people won't see me for who I felt I was, I was hiding behind a smoke screen. And we all go after different things in life, and we think it's the big car or the house or the job, and that's going to make us somebody different. And it really isn't, and that's not what what God has for us. And uh, he had to strip all of that away from me. So mm. I hope people see that, that, that there's a message inside that he can heal us and he wants us to live to our full, his full potential that he has for us. Mm. Well, when the book launches, we definitely want to have you back. And uh, uh, that way we can tell people where to get it and all that type of thing. But I'm great. Thanks for sharing with us some insights that you have something coming. And uh, I'm excited about that. Let's talk a little bit about the business of writing. Um, obviously, you've made a, uh, a business out of it in the sense that KFR is a communication company based around your writing skills and so forth, and much more, I know. Uh, but obviously, that's at the center of what you've done, and you've written several books, have another one coming out. Tell us a little bit more about the business background of, uh, or the business aspect of writing, being an author. Okay, in, in terms of getting a book published? Uh, yeah, or? in terms of, uh, you, you know, for example, we talked before, I've, I've written a couple of books that I've never done anything with. They're in the computer. You know, one actually is pretty close to being published. The other one's not so close. And the third one is not even finished. But but the thing is that uh, we talked about some people, like you mentioned before, you gave me an example of a person who took 40 years to print their book that they had written. And uh, they probably wish their whole life now that they had printed it sooner, you know. So tell us a little bit about it. You, you wrote this book. Um, you were excited about it. it was interesting information what did you do from there um well there's a book out called the writer's market and you basically study the markets out there and you find out um, what's a good fit for your book because that's really important um you have to do a lot of your homework uh and if you find the right publisher then it's, it's easier to get your book published because you're not just throwing it out there and hoping somebody's going to like the book you really have to get that good fit because different publishers have different niches they have different areas that they promote and you want to make sure that your book fits with their library and their promotion means. And uh, if you make that fit, then it's more easy to get a book published. Now, is that something KFR helps people with? Like, for example, I brought a, I have my book and I say to you, hey, Karen, I need to get this published. What do I do? Is that something KFR does? Yeah, it's actually, it's, it's funny. You mentioned early in the program how God leads and opens different doors. Mm-hmm. It wasn't where we started and it wasn't what we had been doing for a number of years, but uh, we've had people come and approach us with it. And since I'm doing the books, it just seems to be a natural fit. And, and Andrew does the design and the covers and the illustrations. So we started taking that on as another part of KFR. So yeah, we are helping helping people uh, find ways to publish their book, if they need editing advice, if they need cover design, whatever it is. But uh, we do try to advise them as best we can, hmm, give them the, kind of the benefit of the experience. All right, folks, you heard it. If you have a book out there in mind and it's uh, uh, hopefully written down or at least an outline form, you can call Karen at KFR and uh, uh, she'll give you some guidance and direction. So tell us more about the business of books. You know, I know a lot of authors, you know, some of them have been on the show and, and many more will be. Um, it, it's a business. I mean, it's not just you write a book and you sit back and wait for the checks to come in. There, there's much more to it. You mentioned book signings before. Tell us the next step. I mean, the book gets published. Where, did, where What happens from there? Actually, even before it gets published, you have to do marketing. And a lot of writers don't realize that. Some people go into the writing field because they don't like being out in the, the public eye. They'd rather be, you know, sequestered in a back room, just banging away on the word processor and, and typing books, and they don't want to be out there in the public. But marketing is a very key part of it, and you need to be out there um, pushing your books. That doesn't fall all on the publishers to do. And actually, it's one of the fun parts of, of the job that I like. I love going out there and meeting audiences and talking to them because that's where your next ideas come from. You find mm-hmm. what people are looking for. 
You know, I, I one of my friends, uh, author, um, said that you know when when you write a book, you better be ready to fill your trunk and get on the road, uh, fill your trunk with books and get on the road uh, and get the book out there. It's not enough just to write it and put it out there; it doesn't just sell itself. So, tell us more about that. What are some of the things you've had to do to get out there and market your books? Um, well, we we do bookmarks, we do postcards. Um, I do all the different fairs. It depends on what the book is. Again, just like we said in business, you have to know what your audience is. For the Pine Barrens, there's a lot of pine barren festivals out there so that's my natural mm. audience so i go out there and i do all those different community events but apart for that for any author on a different subject uh you find groups and organizations uh there's almost everybody is always looking for speakers whether they're elks or rotary or kiwanis uh so you can often uh speak in front of them libraries are always looking for speakers so it's really good to get out there and talk um because the audience wants to know something about the author. It's really, they just don't want to buy the book and read it. If they can put a face behind it, it right. means a lot to them. And, and it's enjoyable for the writer. Right. So you just don't print a thousand books and stick them in Barnes & Noble. I mean, it's no. not that easy, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's important for people to understand because I don't I don't know, I, I haven't heard much discussion except my discussions behind the scenes with authors. People have this viewpoint of, of being an author or writing a book or whatever as, you know, you write it once and you're done and you're a Stephen King overnight and making millions of dollars, you know. But even he had some, his first few books were kind of weak and, uh, uh, you know, he, it was later on, I think, that really took off for him. And, and I'm I'm always amazed at how many books, like, for example, in your case, Karen, I know we've met a number of times. I didn't realize it was four books. You know, I, I originally I thought you wrote one, maybe a second, uh, but four books. So uh, where do you get the inspiration to continue to go on with that type of stuff? Um, again, it's just a, it's a real passion. I really enjoy doing it. Going back to what you were saying about um, writers needing to know the business side of it. I belong to a couple of writers groups. And when somebody joins the group and says, oh, I want to write and be the next Stephen King, like you pointed out. First question I like to ask them is, why do you write? And you should write because it's a passion. You should love what you do. If you think you're going to get into this to make a million dollars, then, then don't get into the field. I hear you. Well, we're going to talk more about writing and uh, the field and the industry. Thank you for that insight. Uh, we have so much to cover today. We're here with author and business owner Karen Riley. You listen to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLake and your host here each week. And uh, we're the good news on business, pointing you to what God has to say, not only about your life in general, but about your business as well. And we hope you'll take the opportunity to dig in the scriptures and find out where the Lord wants you to be and how he can help you in your business on a daily basis. We're going to be back after this break. Listen close because our sponsors can help you in many different ways and you can find links to all of them at tandemradio.com. There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, call Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or follow the link to my website at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 
2,500 new businesses and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. In 1956, 256 high school students went to the very first FCA camp in Estes Park, Colorado. Last summer, we had over 48,000 athletes and coaches attend FCA camps all over the country. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin, along with Karen Riley from KFR Communications. She also happened to be an author that wrote a number of books. And uh, we're talking about business in general, of course, uh, but specifically today, the business of being an author, as well as the business of uh, owning a com- communications company that Karen does, KFR Communications. Um, we are just talking at the break, Karen and I, about uh, how Christ brings together people in an interesting way. And uh, it's funny because I used to teach a class a new members class at a rather large church, and and we used to talk about one of the topics we would talk about was one of the instructors in the class was at a total other end of the spectrum uh, economically, what he did for a living and all that, than I was. And it was interesting because we became very close friends, and we used to start the class off joking all the time that if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, we would never know each other and would probably not want to know each other. Uh, And we joked about our backgrounds, how dynamically different they were, and it's amazing how through Christ we can bring not only get strength and get guidance, but we can also get relationships uh, not only with the Lord and God himself, but also with other brothers and sisters in the Lord, and it's amazing. Uh, the Bridge Network is a perfect example. They're a networking group that uh, brings business owners together, and we uh, get to know each other better and, uh, of course, refer each other and so forth. Um, but as we were talking about, uh, Christ is the center of what we do here at Tandem Radio, and, and hopefully in your life as well as listeners out there, and that if it's not that case, we hope we would encourage you to find out why it should be, because it can help your business in many ways. And on that note, Karen, let's talk briefly about um, the impact Christ, or, or your faith in Christ, I should say, has had on your businesses, all right, both from, maybe you could even say, first off from KFR, and then go into author, or however you're more comfortable, but straight out, how does your faith in Jesus Christ impact your business? Well, what I think is kind of interesting is when I started the uh, business, when I started KFR, as I said originally, I was about proving and successful and all of that because I was running away from my past. Mm. Um, I was not a Christian at the time. I spent about two days coming up with a name for the business, ended up settling up, settling on KFR Communications. And I think that's a little touch of irony from God because those are my initials. And it shows very much where I was. It was about me at the time and about proving. And we really don't have anything to prove and uh, now I see how God's taken that business, and he's turned it into a ministry. Uh, I had the business about a year, and then God actually used the business to bring me to him. And it was kind of interesting how that all worked out, and that's a much longer story for another day. Um, but we do keep him in the center of everything we do, and now I always have that reminder when I see the business name of where I was and where he's bringing me. And I love the opportunity of the doors, like you said, that get opened right. uh, through God. Well, it's funny because, you know, it's a two-edged sword, but it does take ego to start a business, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, you, there was probably some ego involved when you picked the name, right? And I know you kind of implied that. Uh, but I always heard an ac- interesting acronym for ego, edging God out. 
you know, and uh, it's a lot of times we do get into business uh, because we have this ego or excitement or whatever, and you need a touch of that in order to be motivated enough to start your own business because it's not an easy thing to start your own business. But boy, can it edge God out in your life and really put you in a position where you don't even think of him anymore on a day-to-day basis. And that's one of the reasons why we started this show. Um, You know, again, going back to that old adage, I can't remember it enough, all is fair in love and war. I remember when I first came to to Christ, it was because I was at a business event, actually, and some people... encouraged me and gave me some tapes to listen to some pastors and actually changed my whole life. And it was at a business event that I came to the Lord. So I kind of relate to that thing. And and a lot of times my path before that was, you know, again, all is fair in love and war. What happens between Monday and Friday, it had nothing to do with God. You know, Sunday, okay, I was at church, but Monday through Friday, that was my own thing, you know. And that's one of the reasons why we started this show, to to encourage business owners, to, to let them know that it's okay to, and it's even more important than that. It's not. It's beyond okay. It's a necessity if you truly want to be successful. And when I say successful, I mean the package, being able to sleep at night, uh, being able to know there's uh, something greater than yourself out there, to be able to know that you're doing the right things. Even though we stumble and fall and make mistakes, know that um, you're on track with the Lord because there's no peace like that. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how successful. And we've all seen it. We've all heard the nightmare stories, people making millions of dollars and their lives are destroyed. But finding true peace in in, in our walk with Jesus Christ, and I'm glad you're able to bring that to the table. Uh, but maybe that name instance that sparked it for me, uh, reminding me of myself and many endeavors that I started. So, so God turned the business around and, and brought it into a way that that uh, you could follow Him and, and uh, do things, and, and just took it in a whole different direction. Give me more on that relative to the authoring. How does how's your faith in Jesus Christ impacted the authoring? The obvious gave you some direction on your books, but tell us more about that. Well, what's kind of interesting is when I go out and I do book talks and signings, I'm out there in the public, and people are in all different areas of life. Some might be hurting. Someone might lose a job. Maybe someone's dealing with a health issue. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on in that audience when you're out there. And so before I go out and I talk to them, I always take a few minutes to pray. And I really hope that in that talk, God is leading that talk. And I've seen incidents of that. And there was one case where I, I kind of have a... I don't want to say a canned script, but I kind of have a, a speech that I typically use about the books, and I read and share certain stories. And this particular time, I just felt like it was being put on my heart to go in a different direction. Mm. So I started sharing entirely different stories from the book that I never shared before, and I kept going and kept going because I felt like there was this urging to keep going in that direction. So I spent most of the talk on one particular character in the book, which is not my norm. And uh, at the end, when we opened up for questions and answers, uh, there was somebody in the audience that wanted to actually hear more about this character in the book. And I found that interesting because I thought I had over-talked the character. Mm. And at the end, a man in the back raised his hand, and he stood up, and it turned out he was the son of the man I was talking about. And I had no, no idea. Kidding. Had never met him, didn't know he was going to be there. And he said, just listen. And, and his father had passed away, the character that I was oh, talking wow. about in the book. And he said, I felt like I was sitting around the family table listening to the old stories again. And that's God leading. I had no way to know that. And I had never had a talk like that before or since. And it was really for him and, and the other people in the audience were touched by it. So That's amazing. You know, God has an amazing way of working. And God has an incredible sense of humor. It just reminded me of a story. You know, you mentioned praying before you go to these events. And I, and I can't stress that enough in business. I mean, before I go into sales calls and so forth, I'll often wait in the car a couple minutes and pray before I go in uh, for God's guidance. But one time, I'll never forget, I was driving driving to Rhode Island from New Jersey for a business appointment that was very critical. We were supposed to sign a contract and it was a major contract for me. And so I'm taking the trek, you know, the four hour drive up uh, the turnpike and into Connecticut and all that stuff. And there's an ice storm 
And um, I called up that morning, and they said, yeah, we're still here. But in New Jersey, it was a horrible ice storm, snow. It was a mess. And I never forget, I'm flying up the road. I'm running late because I left my house. It was clear. But as soon as I got on the turnpike, it was ice, snow. It was, it was horrible. And I'm flying up the highway, making a very long story short. And I get at the border of Connecticut, and I pull over to rest stop, and it's sheet of ice everywhere. I'm, like, crawling to get in because I had to go to the bathroom, crawling to get into the rest stop. I come out to the car, and I say, you know what? God, you got to help me out here. I need to do 65 miles an hour for the rest of this trip or I'm going to be late for this meeting and I'm never going to get these people together again. I'm not going to be able to sign this contract. God, you got to just help me out. Just keep the temperature. At that time, I'll never forget, temperature was 25 degrees. I said, God, keep the temperature above 32 so I can cruise through this highway and not deal with this ice, you know? So I'm flying up the highway and God was my witness because he was the only one there. The temperature started going up. The more, faster I drove, and of course, they say in New Jersey, you're right foot is the last one that gets last part of the body to get saved you know so i'm flying up the highway and the temperature is just going up and the, the to wrap this long story up we i get to this uh meeting in in rhode island and i pull into rhode island and the place is flooded there's water everywhere ice is melting it's like 38 40 degrees now or maybe even more it was crazy i had a hard time finding parking because there's so much water and i get inside this place and i'm, I'm just in time for the meeting it's like five of ten it was a 10 o'clock meeting and i walk in and the first thing somebody says at the meeting he goes, I don't know what happened today. He said, we were totally iced in. He said, I come in today, I could hardly get to the building because it was totally iced. And now, I don't know what happened, but the temperature went through the roof and, and the place is flooding. He says, now I got a flood issue to deal with. And I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, I better not tell this guy the story of my prayer. So God answers prayer. And I'm so glad that you brought that up, Karen. And uh, Karen, you said you had a story you wanted to share with us real quick. And uh, oh, that was it. Okay. The story about the book. All right. So, so. You're out there, you have KFR going, you got the author thing going, the books are coming together, and you have one more you're going to launch, right? And uh, any idea when that's going to launch? Uh, it should be the end of the year, this thing around December. Okay. And uh, so that'll be on bookshelves, and, and hopefully we'll have you back on around that time. You'll be able to share more with people. What are your plans with that book? Do you plan on going on a circuit? Do you plan on, on sharing more about that with people? Yeah, I really feel it's more than a book. I really see it as a ministry. I really want to go out there and speak to people, and uh, even if it's an audience of 50 people and one, it's for one person in that audience to reach. That's what it's all about for me. I really want to go out and, and hopefully touch people's hearts and let them know that they're not alone. Because mm. I know what I felt like going, growing up and what I went through. Right. And I want to be able to tell people that they're not the only ones feeling that. And if it isn't them that had the particular situation, I know somebody that did, they need to know how to work with that person, how to, to say the right words. Because people... Meanwhile, we all go to funerals and we try to say the right things and sometimes we don't and we don't realize it. And so my book is also not only geared for the person who is uh, impacted directly, but for those who love them because hurting people hurt people. And I want to have the people around them know how they can be a help and a healing. Well, Karen, I want to thank you for coming in today. It was great. Uh, as I told you, the time would fly when you're filled with good information. So thank you for that. I want to thank all our listeners out there for tuning in today. Don't forget, TandemRadio.com is a resource that's available to you 24-7. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till noon. I want to thank Sarah, our producer, and Robert Taylor, who's uh, running the show from an engineering standpoint. And, of course, John Javert that's here every week, technical director, and just pulling things together. And when you see us on video on the, the Internet, you know John's had a hand in that for sure. So we got to wave to our fans. But uh, the hour's whipped by. So, Karen, thanks again. God bless you. Uh, I want to thank the Lord for all he does in our heart. We hope that God's touched your heart today with the good news on business and has helped you to move in a new direction. Seek him. 
Pray often. Look for his guidance and uh, you will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours, as it says in Psalms 128.2. We look forward to having you come back next Saturday. Don't forget, each week, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the good news on business, Tandem Radio Live. You've been listening to The Good News on Business, a Tandem Radio live broadcast heard here on the Bridge FM Radio Network and streaming at tandemradio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves, and from everyone at Tandem Radio, we hope that you have a blessed week. And remember, walk with the Lord every day in every way.